Roofers, are you tired of using a bunch of selling tools that don't talk to each other? Streamline your selling process with GAF Project. Manage leads, measurements, presentations, estimates, even payments right on your iPad. Visit GAF.com slash project. Hola, listeners. Welcome to the Adventure Seed Podcast. This is our Session Zero podcast, although neither of us are really new to the podcast vlogging realms. Adventure Seed Podcast is a random roller podcast where every show is different based on the mercy the dice gods have on us. I'm Whitney, and this is my co-host, Heather. We are bookworms and tabletop gamers who love randomness and chaos and podcasts, so we combine it all into this uh, show. We will roll each time for a single adventure out of 20 possibilities, from a natural 20 being the most awesome book ever to a crit fail option as well. Hopefully you never find that one out. We do like our beverages, so we each came up with a list with the same parameters as our reading list that will also be decided upon a dice roll. We rolled well to start and are talking about a wonderful magazine for bookworms and gamers alike, Dragon Plus. Issue 31 to be exact. So stick around and see what chaos we come up with today. Speaking of chaos, we couldn't decide which articles we liked best in the new um, issue of Dragon Plus. Um, and it's Dragon Plus like with a little plus sign, mm-hmm. which always really confuses me. Um, but just so you know, if you're looking this up, we're also going to have the link in the show notes. So you'll be able to see this, what, what we're reading. Um, the first one that we really wanted to talk about, um, especially with you, Heather, is the Tactics for Mass Combat by Sam Hanshaw. Um, When we rolled up Dragon Plus, I got pretty excited. It is an official Dungeons & Dragons magazine put out by Wizard of the Coast, and it covers all things D&D, which you and I both really, really love Mm -hmm. our D&D. Absolutely. Um, It has comics and interviews and game strategy for all types of gameplay, and it can be found online and in the app store. So if you've got a smart device, you can go into your app store and uh, have it. And we are definitely not getting paid for this since Mm -hmm. this is definitely our session zero. Uh, is that podcast goals? <laughs> yeah, podcast goals. If you want to pay us, Wizards of the Coast, we like money. We do. And we'll also free. take magic cards yes. or D&D modules. Yes. Yeah. So Minis. Uh, we're just we're just doing some fangirl chatter. So um, anywho, uh, Heather, you were especially excited about Tactics for Mass Combat. And I guess that's because you are, well, you're my DM, so or one of my DMs. So um, and definitely an awesome one. And uh, you know how to handle not only mass combat, but also a massive party size. So do you want to do you want to get us started talking about this? Absolutely. Uh, So the campaign that I ran had a party size of seven, which is pretty big. And combat could get bulky really fast, even with small encounters of one or two monsters. The things that the article highlights are different strategies DMs can use to make combat play with large enemy parties move a lot faster. Uh, One of the first things that the article talks about is um, using, like, single units. So if you have an army of 10,000... Is that the flat damage numbers? No, those are a little different. Oh, okay. We'll talk about those in a second. Oh, that's... Okay, so point two. So combat, multiple units, and Mm -hmm. a single unit. Um... So, when you have armies that are like 10,000 strong and your your hero party's trying to get through that, trying to fight each enemy individually is really hard. 
And so the strategy I often used was massing all of those together. So one big baddie could represent a hundred troops or even a thousand troops. And as the heroes knock that damage down, as soon as that one baddie dies, it ends up killing all of that unit, that whole 1,000 unit of troops. Uh, that gives the player something to focus on, but it also makes it easier to get through large battles. Um, the flat damage that Whitney just brought up is another great tactic. Point one yes. in the article for those that are following along. Yes. Um, instead of having the DM roll damage each time, the Dungeons Masters and, and Beastmaster books give a flat damage ranking. So you can just use that each time. So anytime the creature successfully hits a player, the damage is the same every time. What's also nice about that is it makes it really easy to gauge how your creature is going to affect your players, which gives your players a better ability to stay alive. Uh, you're not running the chance of accidentally critically killing your player in a single blow. Yeah, that, and that's that's no fun, especially <laughs> if you're rolling how many, like if you're in the hundreds or thousands enemies, um, you can easily just squash your whole party. Mm -hmm. And like TPKs are, they can be epic and fun for the moment, but regularly doing it is, you know, it kind of blows. Exactly. And then we've got, what is, what's another one? The magic and mass combat without yes. a grid. Yes, so for those of you that play, Magic usually like theater of the mind. Yes, yeah. Magic usually in the description will tell you that it's like a fifteen foot cone uh, for certain spells, and that would require you to have a grid map and know where all of your players are standing on that grid map. But for people that like to just verbally play, that can be a little daunting. So this option allows you to tell your players something like, uh, "This spell will affect four goblins." but it will also hit this one spellcaster and in your party. So then it gives your player the option to take a little bit of a risk, and it gives your player the option to kind of play like a, a probability roulette of, of how many people on the field of battle the spell is going to affect. Yeah, and that's really interesting too because you have opportunity to do some role-playing stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a super fun a fun way to experience it from the other side of the screen. Well, and I think it's very easy in a battle situation for players to get into their own battle game and not interact with one another. One of my favorite things as a DM is when players have to work together in the battle. And so when you're playing with this like probability chance of, oh, I'm going to hit other members of my party, that really forces the party to keep in mind what is someone else's health, what's their abilities, who has potions or healing abilities, how can we manipulate ourselves to keep each other safe instead of an every man for himself on the battlefield. Yeah, and I think you're right, especially in large games, because combat takes so long to get around mm -hmm. the table with, do we have seven players? Seven. Seven PCs, plus you as our DM. And um, we had a monster baby that would come in with his little battle axe and wipe the board. So that was chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, have, we, we would have players that would put down their cell phone, take their turn, and then put, pick their cell phone mm -hmm. back up. And then it, that, that just wasn't very fun. So if suddenly um, we've got a tiefling who usually is doing that, and then we have a, a, a dwarf come around and say, uh, you know, I'm going to do X and it's mm -hmm. going to, it's going to affect you. It's going to hit you if I mm -hmm. do this spell. 
um, suddenly that that person's put down their cell phone and has joined the game back again. Well, and I think it also teaches people to strategically use their moves because you have a major action and a minor action. And a lot of times players don't think about holding their minor action, but if they had, they could use that to get out of the way. That's actually true, yeah. Um, And it just... the, the quote in the article that I really liked was, these sorts of situations can make for great role-playing opportunities. Like, as a barbarian, um, you can choose to take the most brash choice possible. And that's kind of fun. It's an opportunity to build the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to build the character. Yeah. And there's one more that you haven't talked about. The um, treating massive groups. Yes, like environmental hazards. This one, as I was reading, seems a little complex because it pulls from all of the other strategies just a little bit. Uh, Reading through it, um, it makes damage and combat really flexible. So for a DM and for a party, that's a great advantage. However, because it uses so many different strategies, I feel this one would require a lot of planning on the DM's part and probably would require a more advanced DM and party who understands how all of those mechanics can work together. Well, and it also takes um, into consideration that you're not with a group of murder hobos (laughs) who just screw your plan over anyway. (laughs) Um, What's what's your most epic um, or epic failure um, on... Not on your part as a DM, but kind of on the party to not finish out and get the XP that they needed. Like, they just took out a big baddie and would fell swoop when it wasn't cool. So, the very first session that I had planned for this party, I was so proud of it. I had based it off of some, like, historical literature because I'm an English teacher in my free time. And free time, um, free time. I know, right? That's my job. I get paid, but it it feels like such a hobby. Um, So I had planned this like Grendel esque monster from Beowulf, and um, I had a rogue in my party who used a sneak attack. Very first attack, the monster had just appeared. And he nat 20... Both, right? They were both nat 20s, Yes. He he nat 20 hit, and then he, of course, got maximum damage. And for his sneak attack, he nat 20'd again. Uh, His dice were not loaded. We checked it. And the monster was just dead. No one else even got to come out of hiding to see it. Um, so I very quickly she had was to, pretty angry. I was, I was really <laughs> mad. So I had to very quickly change goals. I invented an entire second um, wizard bad guy. And I, I said, oh, that first monster was just a hologram. Guess you need to go find the real one. <laughs> um, it threw all of my plans for the entire session completely off. Yeah, it was total chaos. <laughs> Um, and uh, speaking of chaos, like the segue, um, we really couldn't decide which of these articles we liked best. Um, mm-hmm. I, you really, you really liked the this the the mass combat one because mm-hmm. um, we got to really kind of talk about what happens behind the scenes because so many more of us are players, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of interesting to see a DM's point of view. Um, but I'm really excited as um, kind of new to this whole quarantine pandemic world. Um, As I'm we just all now, are. <laughs> yeah. I'm just now learning how to play D&D remotely. And coincidentally, there's an article titled the same, um, written by Matt Chapman, Chris Hislop, and Oz Mills in issue 31 of Dragon Plus. And um, it covers um, basically all the ways to play D&D remotely. Mm-hmm. But you're kind of the pro at it. Do you, like, as somebody who's been playing remotely for years, why don't you kind of... 
introduce us to the old school ways. Yeah, so I've been playing remotely probably for about 10 years now. I played remotely far before I ever actually sat down in person to play. Sitting down in person was really intimidating to me. I like the safety of my own sofa and the anonymity that See, a computer screen opposite. gives me. Um, so I had a party. Most most of us were in college. Uh, we had been collective friends in high school, but we had gone separate ways for college, and we wanted to try Dungeons and Dragons. So we had we started on Skype, um, but as technology evolved, we switched to Discord so that we could file share and have a server on there, uh, and. We found the connectivity was a little better. Yeah, Discord's pretty awesome. We really enjoy playing with mm -hmm. it as well. Um, and for a long time, I just did Theater of the Mind Dungeons & Dragons using Discord, and we had our own imaginations. Sometimes the DM would file share a map to us, or they would find a Google image that fit what they were describing, and they would share that. But now we have a lot of really great options for online map play. Um, my absolute favorite, and the one that I have the most experience with, so I'm, I'm totally biased in my opinion here, is um, Roll20. I love Roll20. <laughs> I paid. I upgraded just because mm -hmm. they are helping us in such a weird and scary mm -hmm. time in this world. Yes. I'm like, yeah, you get my $5 every month. Well, and they and have, it's $5. It's so $5. I can do that. They also have really been busting it yeah, at, they have. at their headquarters it's to get amazing. new features out. It's so impressive. My favorite thing about Roll20 is that the DM can control how much map is seen. Like, that's one thing I don't like about in-person play, is if I create a dungeon as a Dragon Master, the whole thing is is on the the table for well, players to see. We can try to hide it and stuff, but then, you know, there's obstacles with drinks and chips right. and cats and babies and... But, players. <laughs> right. But with, with Roll20, the the DM really can control exactly how much the player sees. It gives I mean, this... it's blacked out. Yeah. It, 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 it gives nighttime. this beautiful, new, almost anxiety-inducing feeling in me as a player. Like, what is around the corner? Because you literally don't know. You it's, don't know. It's in the dark. And, and I love that feature because it, it makes it more real to me. They have adorable minis. Um, they have great music. And you can get music through Discord as well. So I think it really provides, like, an extra level of ambiance. Like, if, if I had an unlimited budget, I would build a Dungeons & Dragons table with a giant computer screen in the middle of the table and just use Roll20. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I really like it a lot. Um, I really like that they have a um, like a tutorial. Mm -hmm. It's like it walks you through as both the guide, the game master, mm -hmm. and the player. And it's got so many different like games and manuals and help sections mm -hmm. and spells and everything for all different kinds of systems, not just Dungeons and Dragons. Like I'm also playing um, Edge of the Empire in a Star Wars mm -hmm. RPG. And so it's got it's got those things, those yes. upgrades and those rules. And so it's kind of interesting and fun mm -hmm. to, to know all the all the different ways. It's a really nice multi role play platform. Absolutely. Um, now I will say using Discord and Roll Twenty, um, my husband does not really enjoy the online Dungeons and Dragons playing. His biggest complaint is not being able to see players' faces. I'm with them. Um, like they've got the video, but like if you we like we use Discord to chat, mm -hmm. and then we use Roll Twenty because we don't like to like type everything out. Right. Um, and that's that's kind of a down in Roll Twenty that we like, we're not really we haven't gotten really advanced into it, mm -hmm. so we're not clear if there's another way to do it. Um, but it's just so easy to talk on Discord, um, have your Roll Twenty screen up. 
look at the things there, mm -hmm. look at the pretties. They could put a journal in. Um, like that that is a negative because I, I like I'm a I learn in person I don't learn online so and if you're all talking at the same time mm -hmm. the feedback or the the over chatter or the the weird reverb um so that that's been hard mm -hmm. and I, I'm with I'm with him like I, I totally understand the face but there's so many pros mm -hmm. to it as well so it's kind of like well so the nice thing about this the nice thing about this pandemic never thought I'd say that <laughs> so <but the lightnings. laughs> there's so many other like mass communication companies stepping up right now to fill the gaps mm -hmm. for for various jobs and everything so um, the article also talks about the benefits of like zoom or even just Facebook video chat because then you you do get that that face-to-face -face. absolutely um, and so if discord's not your thing if you need that face-to-face face there are lots of different audio connectivity services you can use that give you that facial reaction from your party members yeah and like wizards is giving the um the basic rules for DD &D for free as pdfs mm -hmm. you can find so many different things now if you're wanting to add some different flavor um there's the uh, dungeon masters guild which has been mm -hmm. around forever and i am a big fan of it it's got freebie stuff it's got choose how much you want to pay mm -hmm. um, and that's really awesome too a lot of companies like you said are are pitching in so the mass communications um, but on, on the flip side of that, also a lot of the gaming industry mm -hmm. is, is putting out a lot of fun stuff, like Pugmire. Pugmire is free right now. You can get mm -hmm. that for free. If you don't know about Pugmire, totally look it up. It's amazing. Um, but, like, Dungeon Masters Guild is in there, and they're they're just great. And I do toss a few coins their way as well, mm -hmm. as as quoted in this article. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then who? what else? Fantasy Grounds. I don't know about Fantasy Grounds, but it says in this article that they're in the midst of an upgrade. Mm -hmm. And its new tools are designed to make it easier for DMs. Mm -hmm. So um, that might be something that maybe we should look into. Yeah. Does anyone here have a favorite way to mm -hmm. play remotely? Like, what do you do? Like, we would like to hear. Like, mm -hmm. give us a message. I do want to mention D&D Beyond. It's run by Wizards of the Coast. and I totally it is, forgot about that. It's the official mm -hmm. Dungeons & Dragons Online play yeah. platform. The nice thing about that is as you buy your books from official licensed sellers you also have the option to get digital copies and as a dungeon master you can share those digital resources with the players that roll in your party so it can really help cut a lot of costs for that's players a big, that's a big point um but another thing that's really awesome is it allows you to have multiple campaigns. It allows players to, to drop in and out as ne needed. You can share so many resources. It has all of the official minis. But Dungeons & Dragons Beyond is also giving away a lot of free modules right now to help players. Ooh, free! So I highly recommend you go to the Dragon Plus. The Dragon Plus article has every single one of these freebies linked in the article. There's also a lot of Adventures Guild for younger players or just players who like a more lighthearted game. That's true. I mean, I don't always want to join a year-long campaign, mm -hmm. and I like to have a whole bunch of options and, and things going on. Mm -hmm. Like, I've got three campaigns going mm -hmm. on right now, so that's definitely fun, a and, fun way to yeah. put it. And for parents that are stuck at home with their kids, running out of schoolwork to do or just really tired of doing schoolwork, 
The Adventurers League has all of these campaigns for, for parents and kids right now totally free online. They're linked in the article, and I would definitely check those out. Having a nice family sit-down game could go a long way for everyone's mental health in this time. Not just the game aspect, but they, there's studies and teachers mm -hmm. and programs that are proving that Dungeons & Dragons teaches you how to be an amazing human, how to be a team builder, how mm -hmm. to be a leader, how to be a follower, how to, how to do all these skills, how to learn conflict in a constructive manner, mm -hmm. how to have fun and let go and just and murder hobo your way through something. <laughs> um, just the expansion of the mind, even if you mm -hmm. do play with grids and minis, which is my preferred way because I, I know, like I have a very active imagination, but maybe I want to see it. I'm a mm -hmm. visual person. I'm an artist, if you will. Yeah. So like, I kind of want to, I want to see it there too, but then it gives me the opportunity to jump on the jump of a giant dragon mm -hmm. and with their permission, of course, and fly through the air. I'm like, that's just always, fun. Always ask your dragon before yeah, you always, jump on board. Permission to anybody for that matter, <laughs> but definitely a dragon. Um, yeah, so that's that's we just we just have fun playing D and D, and it's taught us so many lessons about mm -hmm. life and family and friendships mm -hmm. and teams and just how to how to just be cool and mm -hmm. not a dick. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of not dicks, um, Printed Panel Podcast um, is has given us an opportunity to. Um, to be here today and to have a, a show on their network mm -hmm. and we're I'm really excited I know you kind of already had an in but yeah. uh, so printed panel podcast is uh, now running three years and they talk comic books and all things comic culture and if you enjoy comic books if that's your your thing in life you can follow them on Facebook or Twitter Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> they do look kind of 20. <laughs> they do look 20. Uh, they're both very tall, dark-headed um, men. They're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you can follow them on Twitter or Facebook at The Printed Panel. They also are available anywhere that you can download a podcast. And we are so grateful to them that they are, are putting us on their network. And we're very excited about where our show is going to go. Uh, the, the great thing about the printed panel is they release multiple episodes every single week. Yeah. They, they talk all the time. They, yeah. You can't get them shut up, but it's always really cool, mm -hmm. interesting stuff. And even as somebody who doesn't read, like I love comics, but I don't read them daily. Mm -hmm. I don't even read them weekly. Um, so it's still a really cool podcast to check out because I'm kind of can know what to weed out immediately since mm -hmm. I am a, a small time reader. And they have like a great comics on a budget feature for people Absolutely. that don't want to buy everything. Most recently they've started interviewing a lot of comic creators, artists, and writers. So even if the the weekly pull list is not your thing, they have episodes that might really be your niche just to get into an artist or writer's mind and to know where they're coming from with character creation. Um. So, speaking of character creation, part of our shtick here at Adventure Seed Podcast is that we have a list of 1 through 20s for our um, what we're going to read, um, what we're going to drink each other. Uh, not each other. <laughs> not going to drink each other, but... <laughs> Oh, uh, the English teacher and her just about smacked me. Um, I'll like, swap drinks with you anytime <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're going to uh, roll up our our things to read. Heather, mm -hmm. you want to go give that a go? Sure. So things to read 
15. Oh, wowee. We're going to read a manual and make that interesting. Uh, since she rolled this one up, we're going to let that manual be dealer's choice. So we'll, right. we'll see what we have in tune for next time, guys. Yes. Um, as far as what to drink, um, Heather, let's roll up our drinks for next time. I rolled a six, so I will have... What will I have? Cocktail in a can. Ooh. Ooh. I'm excited. <laughs> and I rolled an 18, so what is my lucky beverage? Your 18 is a Diet Dr. Pepper. Woohoo! <laughs> I am so excited. I know. Like, I, this might be lame. It's session zero, guys. Like, you guys can comment, tell us everything that we've done today that you love. And tell us, like, one thing that maybe you would like if we did better. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so, um, follow our quest adventure seed podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and wherever you get podcasts. And don't forget to let the dice choose every now and again, make sure you roll well. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Get a rare view into the human side of wealth management leaders, innovators, and influencers with the Big Reveal podcast from Suzanne Syracuse in partnership with InvestNet. Tune in and subscribe to find out why she calls it the Big Reveal. Get a rare view into the human side of wealth management leaders, innovators, and influencers with the Big Reveal podcast from Suzanne Syracuse in partnership with InvestNet. Tune in and subscribe to find out why she calls it the Big Reveal.